Welcome to Top Real Estate Secrets. I'm your host, Liz Boyce. I'm on a mission to show homeowners how to successfully sell their home on their own. I'm gonna give you the knowledge, the tools, and resources to save your family thousands of dollars. There's a new wave of tech real estate coming and it's gonna change everything. Now, if you get any value from my podcast, please like, share, and leave a comment. I wanna help as many people as I can, but I can't do that without your help. Thank you for your time and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Top Real Estate Secrets. My name is Liz Boyce, and this is my partner, Adriana. Today, we're going to talk about how you should communicate with a buyer and what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, and how to respond to the agent when you're speaking to the agent and how to respond properly to them. So the one main thing that I want to go over is communication. You have to be able to communicate and not just communicate you know, whenever you feel like it, communicate right away. In a timely manner. In a timely manner. And time is of the essence when it comes to real estate. There's people that are looking for homes that they have to buy. And sometimes they have to buy right away um, because they may be selling their house. You have no idea what the other side is going through. So just be responsive, communicate. If you don't know something that they're asking, just say, you know what, give me um, a day or so and I will get the answer to you right away. So, uh, you know, just keep them informed, keep them in the loop and just have your communication skills on point. And I understand everyone has their own things that they're dealing with, uh, but just also be respectful of time. Don't respond at like two o'clock in the morning. Uh, You know, you can keep it professional uh, and keep it quick and sweet. Um, Another thing we want to go over is um, you want to be honest. Okay. So you want to be honest with anything that's going on on with the property. Uh, And we've had so many situations where we've walked into a home as representing the buyers. And we've seen, you know, for example, leaks covered by paint where someone just did a Band-Aid job on on the ceiling. And to me, that's not being honest. So if you're hiding something like that, what What else else are you hiding? Immediately, I'm going to take a picture of it. I'm going to text you and say, hey, what what happened here? All I ask is for honesty, because then I can actually, you know, respond to it and fix it myself or have my buyer fix it or in worst case scenario, have you fix it? Because if it happened in your care, then obviously, you know, you're going to be a little responsible for it. Are you do you have to No, but a good a good seller is going to want to get their home sold and work together and do a fair deal. Yeah. And do a fair deal. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, Another thing too, is you want to be professional. Um, That's a huge thing. Uh, When you are professional, it just comes off more respectable. Okay. So, um, you know, like for example, if someone's coming into your house, don't just start cooking dinner for your kids. If they're, you know, I understand that sometimes timing is not perfect for you. Don't just start cooking dinner, you know, don't have a barbecue. Uh, you know, if you have someone come in to check your house, great. For don't example, follow them around. Yeah, don't follow them around. Uh, don't breathe down their neck. Uh, just keep it professional. Wear a decent outfit. Don't, hey, I'm showing my house in my swimsuit, you know, in your swimming trunks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've never ran into that before, but you never know. Yeah, so, I've ran into a robe. Oh, a robe. Okay, yeah, see that's so, you know it's that's just a little. It. 
pushing it. It's very interesting. So uh, even though you have clothes under the robe, which we would hope so, but uh, you don't want to do that. So just keep it professional. You know, shake hands. We're out of COVID now, so it's okay to shake hands. <laughs> yes. Um, if you have hand sanitizer, keep it around for the germaphobes. Right. And uh, that's it. Yeah. Just keep it professional. When you list your property, uh, let's say you use a program like ours, we're going to ask you like certain questions. Hey, do you have any valuables on the property? Make sure that you put those away. You lock them away. Um, you know, what's going on with it? Ask you, you know, a bunch of questions. Because one of the things that we do is before we even show a property, we're going to send out a PDF file to our buyer's agent or a buyer and let them know everything that is uh, on the property so then they can actually have a good idea and then they can look for certain things like I spoke about this sub-zero fridge if a lot of people wouldn't have even known that's a sub-zero fridge and how expensive it was just by looking yeah, at it just by looking I didn't until I said why is the price $210,000 over the entire the neighborhood and then that's when they broke everything down to me and rightfully sold so and they sold it for that amount as well because wow. they deserve that money when they, they, over, split, they improved yes. into the home. Now, if they would have taken those refrigerators out, taken the stove out and respond and replace it with something else, and that's totally different. So the next thing we're going to go over is uh, be flexible. So you want to make sure your timing uh, for showing the home is good. So if you're, you know, like I always recommend having a designated time Monday through Friday. So if you get off work at five. Great. Set your showings from five to eight. And of course, during daylight as well. That's important because it's, it, the house may look different at night. Uh, I think that's highly important to schedule and be flexible with any potential buyer that may want to come look at the property. And we all understand that you're super busy with your life and it may not work with you go ahead and set a schedule for yourself and set those expectations for the buyer's agents that are going to come in. If someone truly loves your home, they're going to make sure that they see it at those times. But we always suggest that when you hit the market, you want to hit the market on a Tuesday or a Wednesday and then do an open house on Saturday and Sunday. Because like I said before, your first two weeks are super important. You're going to collect all of those buyers that are sitting on the market and you're going to they're going to be waiting for you and they want to see it right away. And if they really, really want in your neighborhood, they're going to contact you within 24 hours and get their client in there within 24 hours because they don't want to go in multiple offers. Yeah. They're going to go ahead and make an offer for you. I've seen it. Oh, another thing is uh, I don't accept a contract sight unseen. The only mm. way I accept a contract that's going to be sight unseen is if it is a dilapidated home and it's one of the investments because we are going to have a lot of problems with those homes. So they already know that it's going to be fixed. But if someone comes in and they haven't seen the home, I will specifically say, hey, I received this contract for you. When did you see the home? Because obviously we're not at all the... Are you even serious? Yes. You know. They, because what will happen is we'll go under contract and in those seven days, they might come and see the home and then go, oh, I hated this yep, home. And you're wasting your time. And now you've taken the property, you've taken it off the market, you've market pending, and then your history for your property is actually has a mark on mm. it. And the next time when it hits the market again, people think that there's a problem with your home when really it was a problem with you not vetting the buyer in the first place. Very important to do is you want to make sure you're vetting to the to an uh, accepting an appropriate offer that is a legitimate offer too. Right. Because we've uh, we've actually had, I want to touch on this really quickly, a situation where a buyer was moving from another town, another part of town. 
And she wanted to put in offers on multiple different <laughs> homes without even seeing it. And that is a problem on for the agents on the other side as a listing agents, because when we're locking up these properties, just like Liz said, is we're taking the property from um, active to pending. And it is it does show a red flag. So just keep that in mind. Make sure that you are receiving an acceptable offer from someone that has seen your home. Uh, the next thing we're going to talk about is communication. Just make sure to have a clear communication if you're working with a buyer's agent, which you very well should be working with a buyer's agent because they will vet out the buyers for you. They'll make sure they're pre-approved. They'll make sure that they've seen the property because they're not going to want to waste their own time either. Right. Yeah. So when you go under contract with a buyer, you're going to want to press the button received. I received this email. Communicate with them. Let them know. Once you get an offer on a property, one of the first things I do is I call the lender and I communicate with them and I just say, hey, before I accept this contract on the property, have you fully vetted your buyer? And what I mean by that, there's this national program, it's called an, a desktop underwriting program. You put your buyer in there and then it will automatically say approved or not approved. And that's important for me because I know if they're approved, then the lender has done the job correctly. I asked them if they collected all their W-2s, they looked at their pay stubs, looked at everything. There's a lot of bad lenders out there. And one of them is called <laughs> Rocket Mortgage. Now, I like Rocket Mortgage, but Rocket Mortgage is such a They're large... Mainstream. Yeah, it's such a large company that a lot of people go online, they fill out their information and they're like, oh, you're approved for 800000 <laughs> And then you go through the process and it's really, they're only approved for like six twenty five. Yeah. And now we're under contract and for 800000 we have to walk away because the lender didn't vet the, the buyer properly. So they, they failed to do their job. Yeah, so I even take it as far as... Uh, saying, hey, you can work with my preferred lender. And if you do, we might give you uh, pay some of your closing costs. And the reason why I prefer to work with my lender is because he's been doing this a very long time. And I don't have to stress about if the deal is going to go through or not or the transactions, yes. you know. So most so if you are selling your home on your own and you have a buyer's agent that's brought a buyer to the table, uh, most likely they have a preferred lender. So we want to uh, we're going to go over being flexible and making sure that you are open to having a set a set time frame for buyers to come look at your property, um, preferably during the day. So if you get home from work at five, make sure to set it at five thirty to seven thirty. Yeah, we're gonna ask um, or on the weekends for sure because most people are off on the weekends too. Yes, we do ask our uh, sellers, "Hey, do you have a time frame and do you need twenty four hours notice?" Because a lot don't stress yourself out. Set your own time frame. If you need twenty four hours notice, then say that, and that's okay. Like if you have dogs and you have to put the dogs up, that's a very you know most people have pets and that's awesome. But you want to make sure your dog's not just walking around with the potential buyers. And what if they're allergic? You know, you just never know. Right. So one of the things that we like to do is list a property on a Tuesday or Wednesday and then hold an open house on Saturday and Sunday. That way you don't have to show the property the entire time. And typically we'll get an offer within that weekend. So then you don't have to go through the, the full process. Waiting yeah. Around. <laughs> months. Yeah. So just make sure to have a specific time frame and just be flexible and open 
uh, don't just pick one day out of the week to show your house because it's going to take a way longer time to get it sold. Yeah. So the next one is clear communication. Make sure that if you're working with an agent, a buyer's agent, you respond to them in a prompt matter because typically what happens is they are either selling their home or they're moving here from another state and they have a time frame that they have to meet. Plus that their loan has to go through underwriting. And what happens is you go through the desktop appraisal, you get a contract, you get everything in to the underwriting. They're going to kick it back with these things called special conditions. And the special conditions could be as simple as, hey, I need your bank statement from April of 2022. Or, hey, I need your wife's pay stub. And they're just satisfying these conditions. Then they're going to put it back through underwriting. And then hopefully as it goes through, then it will go to the clear to close. Clear to close, right? yeah. And it's very important that when a buyer communicates with you, you respond to that email received. That way they know that you've actually received that email. And there's no... Now... One of the things that I've done lately in my last couple years in my career, I've been doing this for 13 years, I have put realtors on an email-only communication because a lot of realtors, and some of them sadly are <laughs> out there, they are very rude or... They don't respect time. They don't respect our time and they want answers right away. Uh, there's nothing I can't do that isn't done by email. And that way I have a trail in case anything happens that I have absolutely spoken to that person. Because if you have an escrow dispute, they are actually going to want to look at those emails. Have you responded? Like what's going on in a timely manner? Yes. So make so. sure you just... Respond in a timely manner and just say receive that you've actually yeah. done and this. And make sure to move it from a text to an email mm, yeah. communication thread. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and then that, that pretty much wraps it up. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that we do as agents is we have questions that we like to ask yes. our buyers um, or our buy actually the seller's agents. So yes. we'll go over a couple questions that are typical and that people... I always ask certain questions, you know, like, have you received any offers? If so, why didn't you accept that offer? Because that's going to tell me a lot. And I'm very friendly about it because I don't want the sellers to know like, hey, I'm pretty much going through an investigation and I'm figuring out where you're going, how fast you need to get there and what I can use against you in order to make sure that I get the best deal for my buyer. Because typically... I'm a saleswoman. I'm not, I want a fair deal for everyone, but my job, if my production is for the buyer, I'm going to work for the buyer's agent. Of and course. so I'm going to try to get you the best deal. And in one of our episodes, we went over exactly why you shouldn't say some things that you want to say, because one of the biggest things in a contract is the appraisal. And if I know that you're moving somewhere, you're going through a divorce or something that is making you move, then I know that I don't really have to bring appraisal money for my buyer to the table. And the reason why is because you have to knew you you gave me too much information. I know that you're getting divorced. You have to satisfy that in order to either probate or uh, probate. You have to satisfy that for court. Or I know that you're moving for a job and you have to be there. So you, you're going to sell to me no matter what. So I'm going to say, hey, listen, my, you know, my sellers just don't have the money to bring to the table, which they might, but it's not my... Nobody really wants to yeah, do that, though. It's not my job to bring money to the table for my sellers. I'm going to no. try to protect them at all, or for the buyers, sorry, yes. at all costs. So a few things that uh, 
buyers may ask you is, what are the schools like? Um, how's the neighborhood? What does the HOA cover? Yeah, what's the yeah. HOA cover? What's the closest? They're immediately um, going to ask you for your seller's disclosures. So make sure you have those documents in place done. and you're, you can just put it either uh, in the MLS or like I said, we like to send a packet out. If we're the buyer or if we're the sellers, we like to send a PDF packet out that's going to have your upgrades. It's going to have your seller's disclo- disclosures and anything that the HOA covers in the area because that's a, that's a big question that a lot of people they get there say they say what is that $350 cover a mm-hmm. month in my neighborhood and sometimes in the nice neighborhoods it's not very much it's no, typically just the tip of the grounds it's just to have an HOA that's really it yeah um, but at least it looks nice. So that it looks pretty. That's what you're yeah. paying for. And HOA is a homeowners association. It's a uh, president in the neighborhood that's going to keep make sure that everyone's homes follow the rules and regulations of that neighborhood to keep it nice. A lot of people want no HOA, but I'll tell you, driving around in those neighborhoods, their homes value do depreciate. Yeah. So it's so and that's a whole nother yeah, topic, said, but, yeah, that's true. But yeah, that's it. We can go into depth with that, but at least you know they may ask you that and just give them exactly what you know, and we can always look that information up for you, too. right? Yeah, so if the buyers don't know how to do that, we can yeah. we actually can point you in the right direction, right? Yeah, selling your home on your own is very rewarding. I hope that today you learned some information on how to properly communicate with a buyer because you don't want to give them too much information. If you do, a good agent is going to use that against you, and it's not going to be in a good way. So, thanks for listening to Top Real Estate Secrets. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. We hope that we inspired you to listen to our podcast. We're going to go over things like communication with buyers, what contracts are out there that you can actually accept, how to hit the market correctly with getting you the best exposure with the most money, and most importantly, how to save commission without using an agent. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.